A very good morning to you. I join millions and millions of Christians all over the earth to celebrate with you today, to rejoice at God's mercies, the joy of salvation that we are celebrating today, the birth of the Messiah that brought us peace, joy, hope, salvation, restoration and reconciliation back to God, this season ushers in a new phase of history to humanity. Christmas brought us the hope that humanity could be saved from eternal damnation. It had been the peak of God's expression of love towards humanity that he left all to come, condescend to the level of our existence. He came as flesh and blood, like a little babe. What an incredible love that God has towards us, beloved. And this is why we are celebrating today. This is why Christmas will remain a celebration for all times and life, anywhere, whether in the west, south, east, and another part of the globe. The birth of Jesus gave us hope. You know, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says his name shall be called Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. Without the birth of Jesus, the hope of salvation was not even in existence at all. But to God be the glory that we partook of the blessedness, of the benefits, of the birth of Jesus. And I rejoice with you, dearly beloved, for all that God has done for you and for me. I'm communicating with you today because of my salvation. I try to imagine over time, and I've shared with people, what kind, what manner of man would I have been if I was not saved? Those we school together, particularly in secondary school, would understand that I was not the best of men. But I want to thank God today that Christ in me, that was birthed the hope of glory. Today, I celebrate Jesus in your life, particularly if you have been saved. And if you are not yet saved, I also want to celebrate with you because there is hope for you. There is tremendous hope for you that you can now enjoy salvation as you yield yourself at such a time to the love of God, the mercies of God. So I rejoice with you, dearly beloved. I rejoice with your entire family. And all the prayers that 
Men of God, children of God all over, have prayed for you in print and in words, spoken words or written words. May they become realities in your life and families. May the presence of God remain your asset. Emmanuel is his name. His presence will accompany you every single day, every single moment of your life. By the grace of God, from this day on, your joy will become ceaseless. Your celebration will be unending. The voice of rejoicing will not cease in your family in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that the presence of God will become your inheritance in life. Congratulations, dearly beloved, for being a part of this year's celebration of Christmas. To God be the glory for all that is done for us in the course of the year. God bless you and good morning. And this morning, I want to share with you briefly on fulfilling prophecy through obedience. One of the major lessons I learned from Christmas is the blessedness of obedience. In Luke chapter 2, from verse 1 to 7, the Bible says, It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his exposed wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped in a swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, I'm talking about the role your obedience will fulfill in, or will play in fulfilling prophecy. You know what? The choice of Joseph and Mary by God was based on the wisdom of the all-knowing God. He knew them well, individually, who they were and what they will do. Before Mary and Joseph were chosen by God to be the carrier, the vehicle, the container, that will bring Jesus into the world. God knew who they were individually and what they will do in the course of that which God wanted to do on the earth. The coming of Jesus into the world was a divine agenda that must not fail. Each phase of the agenda, having been predicted for ages, and the key players would have to key into the divine timings 
All right? Everyone and everything that have been predicted must be fulfilled. And whosoever will play a role must key into the divine timings and prophecy. Joseph and Mary were God's elect for such a sensitive assignment. Virginity was not the only factor that qualified Mary, but the totally yielded life. Getting engaged to Joseph, who was from the lineage of Judah, was prophetic. If Mary was not engaged to someone in that lineage, she would have been disqualified completely. And don't forget that Joseph was a carpenter that could have made a beautiful lady like Mary to disqualify him from that proposal. But she was a totally conquered woman who yielded her life to whatever God would say I know she should do. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, the Bible says, And he said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So that link with Joseph, who came from that lineage, made Mary to fit in to that which God wanted to do. Her virginity was also a sign of obedience, obedience to God, and most likely obedience to her parents' teachings. She kept herself, even without knowing what lied ahead. However, this obedience was further defined by her response to the decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, every man in his own city. Though Mary was heavy with pregnancy, she still followed her husband out of Nazareth of Galilee to go to Bethlehem. You remember? In Luke 2, verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his exposed wife, being great with child. Mary did not argue with her husband. She followed in spite of her condition. Number two, in fulfilling prophecy, God can use anyone. I could see God being the driving force behind the decree that Augustus Caesar made. When that man came up with that decree, possibly he himself did not know all that was in the office. However, as he made the decree, he became an instrument that God wanted to use. Do you know what? God can use any man to play the role that will bring prophecy to pass in your life. He can use believers, he can use unbelievers to bring to pass 
his prophetic word in your life. In fact, let me say that God can also use circumstances. Circumstances were used. Just like Augustus Caesar was used as an instrument to bring prophecy to pass, God also used circumstances to bring his word to pass. Because in chapter 2 of Luke, verses 6 and 7, the Bible says, So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in his swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The inn is like the guest house. No room for them. And yet, this woman, it was not on record that she complained. No complaints. No insistence on getting to an hospital in town. Can you imagine yourself be in the position of Mary. What prayer would you have put on your husband? What kind of expectation? All right, would you have had? What kind of, you know, I imagine for a woman heavy with pregnancy, traveling down to Bethlehem on horses. And so heavy to be delivered. And she got to that place. There was no place for them to rest. And she delivered in that manger. Beloved. That was prophetic. But glory be to God. I look at the life of Mary. I look at her consistency. In her walk with God. I look at the life of Joseph, who did not excuse his disobedience based on the condition of his wife that we cannot travel, we can't do anything, the timing maybe we'll do, maybe after delivery, maybe this or that. No, these two were totally yielded. In other Christians, even though they are Christians who can quote the scriptures, they really can obey instructions. Even instructions from their pastors, instructions from their parents, instructions from their guidance is difficult. And you know, if you cannot obey the man you have seen, you really can obey God that you have not seen. Because many a times, if God will help you in life, he passes through humanity. His messages, instructions, he will pass through humans. And many of us who have aborted divine plans by simple disregard for human instructions, which could have been inspired by God. What am I saying this morning? I'm asking you, how obedient are you? How yielded are you? Many of us have robbed ourselves of great visitations from heaven by simple disobedience. Through pride, at my level, they ask you to do something and something tells you at your level and you ignore divine instructions. 
you miss divine essence. You miss prophecy. My prayer this morning, as we celebrate Christmas, may we be more yielded, more obedient, more sensitive to the voice and counsels of the Most High. May we become typical of yieldedness, total consecration, dedication, all right, humility, which were all the things that I can see in the life of Mary and Joseph. May your life become totally given over to God. May prophecies come to pass in your life. You will not be a reason why prophecy will be delayed or hindered or aborted. May the Lord visit your life and my life today. May this season mark a new beginning of a deeper relationship, greater consecration, a greater service, even unto the Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, May this day marks the beginning of the best of times for you. Hope is born. Joy and peace imparted to humanity. You will not miss your portion in the name of Jesus. As we celebrate today, may the Lord's presence accompany every one of us. May we hear him clearly. May we understand the mind of God for our times and seasons. God bless you. God keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord give you peace, your entire family, in the name of Jesus. Good morning. This is your brother and friend, Sunday. Away. Have a blessed Christmas season in the name of Jesus.